Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. It's us again, The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for being here. We know you're all excited for another Alter Life show. Jeff, I'm excited. Are you? Eh. <laughs> I guess. Whatever. I guess so. Might as well since we're here. Yeah. Might as well <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts. Am I right? Uh, am I no, right? Don't turn it off. <laughs> right, it's going to be right? good. We got some more music for you as always and another great topic as we continue on in our Basics of the faith, back to the basics, B2B. We're not into those acronyms. Nah. Sorry, everybody. Um, But tonight we're going to be talking about I must decrease and the importance of taking our eyes off ourselves and our flaws and our, our own agendas and getting them on Christ, who is the one that should be increasing ever or exponentially, I guess. That's a good word. Whoa. Whoa. Exponentially in the, in so a, always in hear the lives of us and our family and the people we interact with. You always hear a big word here on the altar life. It's something we like to do. And our topic tonight, I must decrease. We can get bogged down with our own self-involvement, our exponential self-involvement. There's no, that word again. We pick a nice word of the week and uh, we hound on it. A math word today. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's good. It's all We like good. math. <laughs> Which two plus two does equal four, by the way. Yeah. Contrary to popular opinion. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah, this topic, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very guilty of looking at myself for things and focusing on my weaknesses and what I don't know and where I'm at with my walk with the Lord and how I wish I wasn't sometimes here and focusing on all the things that are wrong. And, um, you know, we've all been in those places where we're just stuck. We're just kind of spinning our wheels wishing things were different and uh, wishing we were different and um, trying to find God in the mess. And, uh, you know, it's our sin that distracts us. It's our weakness that distracts us. It's ultimately the enemy that desires to distract us from the Lord and what God has done for us on the cross. And um, hopefully tonight we can look at how we can pull ourselves out of the pit of despair. I was thinking about that Princess Bride, pit of despair. (laughs) Don't even think about escaping. Um... (laughs) And see how we can get out of that and um, focus our eyes on on high, on Jesus and not on ourselves. Yeah, we can get stuck and bogged down. But we, you think about yourself, then you're like, oh, man, I'm not like this. You know, when you put yourself in light of Christ, you get, like Brent said, just all this, you know, it's disparaging. Another good word. And uh, <laughs> only one a night. Come Sorry. On. We'll save that. We'll, we'll tuck that one away for later. <laughs> Zip. And, um, you know, the, the idea of this episode isn't like... Stop thinking badly about yourself. Think positively about yourself. It's don't think about yourself at all. If we read the Bible, which I suggest you do, um, there are so many things where it's like, it's not about you. It's about God. It's about others. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all that stuff will get added later. You know? Yeah. Let not everyone... Uh, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> don't look out, out just for your own interest, but for the interests of others first. Uh, you know, there's so many things like that. It's all about decreasing the value of our own uh, importance and evaluating everybody else in a positive way. We're just excited you're here. If you want to check out The Altar Life, this is your first time listening, um, we welcome you. And if you want to find out what we're all about, um, tough. No, I'm just kidding. You can go to <laughs> www.thealtarlife.com. That's our website. And uh, you can read about who we are and what we're all about and listen to previous episodes and 
Um, there's some uh, new a new webisode up there, and there's also some new unbelievable segments up there on the website, so you can check that out. Yeah, all you and, guys uh, that have downloaded every unbelievable to date, yep, there's more there's for more. your enjoyment. And there's also um, our very first series. We finally posted that one up, the Churches of Revelation, That's right. which is uh, it was a while ago, but some fresh, some good good discussion on those episodes. Please check those out. And um, we want to hear your requests as well. So request a song. It's right on our website, www.thealterlife.com. And finally, catch up on the fundamental episodes, <laughs> back to basics. We had a couple um, before this one, so you can catch up and and. You know, lay that foundation. It'll be important. The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. That was a reality check double play. You heard The Way I Am, and secondly, you heard Know You Better. And the line in the chorus of that song says, to get to, get to know you better, to love you more than myself. And that's kind of the gist of this topic that we're talking about. It's, you know, we all love ourselves, and we even says, it even says to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, because God knows that we all love, love ourselves. But he also says... You know, to love others and to put others first. And that's the thing that's difficult for us. When we're talking about the how we think about ourselves, it's not necessarily like a puffed up kind of mentality because a lot of us can get stuck in the fact that we're flawed and that we don't live up to what God wants us to do or, you know, we have no idea what God wants for us at all. And we just get so stuck in that, like, oh, I don't know what God's will for my life is and how do I fit into God's plan? And we just get caught up in all these questions about I, me, myself I (laughs) and uh, God's like okay when you stop thinking about yourself why don't you get up start thinking about me and do what I ask you to do and your own agenda will just go out the window and you'll be a lot more happy because God's there'll be more room for God in your life and in your thought processes and when that happens good things happen I think (laughs) exponentially good oh amazing things you know and if someone in the Bible who really could have been, um, you know, kind of lost in the, in the sauce, we'll say, uh, just really kind of searching for God all the time and really focused on himself was Paul, because Paul seemed to always be like not knowing what was going to happen the next day and, uh, living his life that way. And, you know, he could have been sitting around, sitting in his hometown, sitting there, you know, trying to figure out how what the next five year, what the five year plan was going to look like because of his agenda and wanting to figure all that out and stuck spinning his wheels um but he lived a life where he just didn't consider himself worth um he considered himself worth a lot because jesus died but not his agenda wasn't worth a lot he wanted what god's agenda was and um you know that's kind of the point and i and i really we're all we've all been there you know i i remember months of just stewing on the same thing just you know, and you, we pray, and we like, God, where are you? And just stewing and stewing and stewing, and we don't go anywhere. We just kind of sit and stew, <laughs> and not beef stew. <laughs> no, no, Jim, no, no beef stew. Potatoes. So, uh, and and God would have us just keep going, and and trust Him, and keep going, and trust Him, and keep walking, and trust Him, uh, because He's got it all figured out already. And uh, just to kind of give you a starting off point where we got the topic here. Um, out of my hands is actually an appropriate psalm because what happens is John the Baptist comes on the scene as the messenger to prepare the way for the Messiah who is Jesus Christ. And John had his own disciples because Jesus hadn't come on the scene, his ministry hadn't begun, but people knew that John's message was the truth. So they started to follow after this guy. They're like, maybe he's the Messiah. And he had to keep saying, no, I'm not. There's one after me whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to lose, not willing to, you know, not 
worthy to pump up his LA gears, you know, <laughs> to translate into circa 1990, and then to bring it into the 2010. I'm not worthy to tie his UGG boots, uh, <laughs> but um, you don't tie UGG boots. Uh, whatever, slip on his UGG boots, his f- <laughs> fake imitation UGGs. Um, but John the Baptist has to say to his disciples, "Listen." This guy is why I'm here. This is why I've started my ministry, is to proclaim this guy. And he says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And I'm happy about it. He goes on to say, like, I rejoice because everything's being fulfilled the way it's always been prophesied. And that's the attitude. It's not like, oh, no, I have to take this, you know, subordinate role. It's like, yes, I'm not involved in this. Jesus is the way. I must decrease. You must increase Jesus. And, you know, our whole lives should be focused on you know what God has done for us on the cross and the glory of Jesus Christ is what our lives should be all about and we always focus on um, sometimes we focus on just you know the glory that it's going to come when I do something good you know our glory <laughs> what is it going to look like for me and we get hung up on that and you were Jeff talking about John the Baptist, you know, he could easily have been so stuck on what it was going to, what was this was looking like for him, you know, being the man, the prophet, the one, the weird one out in the wilderness that was the God one, that that the godly man that baptized the Savior and the Messiah and, you know, the cat's meow, quote unquote. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I was like, hey, you, you know, you're losing your press, you know, look what it looks like for you. And he, he was completely okay with that. He was like, no, it's about Jesus. I got to get off the scene. It's all about him and his glory and not me. And, um, you know, focusing on the glory of Jesus and not on the glory of ourselves is really what God would have. Because then when things happen and God does things in our lives, you know, we're not the one boasting about it. You know, it's not like, oh, look what I did. I did something amazing for Christ. Look at me. It's like, man... Jesus, you had all the glory. It was all you. And you know what? Things that we try to do in our own strength always aren't as good as when Christ completely takes over and does it himself because he's the only one who can really bring true spiritual value to something. Um, Our flesh just kind of stumbles through it, and at the end of the day, it's pretty ineffective. Um, So, I don't know. It's it's so important that we decrease and Jesus Jesus increases. Yeah, I think that... um, I think about a bracelet I used to have, and it had the little less than mathematical sign and the greater than mathematical sign, and the one was I less than, and, you know, it was, and it was the cross, and then the cross is greater than I. It was like, okay. it was a nice little uh, formula, mathematical formula. The Altar Life. Seeing isn't believing. Jeff. Believing is seeing. That was Skillet, Whirlwind, a 90s flashback. Before that, you heard Monster. More music, new music from Skillet. A new and an old. Yeah. And that, that song, Whirlwind, I remember that was on the WWJD CD that I got when I was young. It was when they you got a bracelet with the CD when the nice. WWJD is hot. And uh, I was just talking about my other bracelet that I had. I used to have two. I'd have that one, and then I'd have the one with the, like I said earlier, the mathematical equation about how I'm less than God. And, and then that was right next to your diamond bracelet, right? Yeah. The one that you had. Diamond studded. Yeah. It said playa on it. <laughs> How funny would that be to have one of those cloth ones right next to some really classy? It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, this is my Gucci watch too, and then I have like this fabric piece of nothing. My swatch watch. Another popular one was the push bracelet, which was pray until something happens. But I don't ever remember. <laughs> you don't that. remember those? No, that was great because what happens after something happens? 
like what is the what is the great equation or what is the you know it's all relative like it could be any little something like pray until something happens well like that tree fell down over there that's something right should i stop praying now yeah, should i stop praying now is my entire like belief system halted because something happened you that's know. a really d- I never actually remember that one <laughs> but I I would have never gotten it that's yeah. pretty dumb I'm like why is your bracelet say push I have one that says it's not pull. biblical the bible says pray continually yeah <laughs> for all the time <laughs> everybody that has like that as their motto or whatever they're like ah, I don't like the altar life anymore why not come on people just, just being real you're unbelievable the altar life this is unbelievable I cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable <laughs> All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment, and uh, we dare to be stupid on this show, hence our background music, and um, tonight, in in, uh, in light of our topic, we're going to take an unbelievable that probably has nothing to do with it. <laughs> in but, light uh, of it. In light of it. We're going to talk about something that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah, we, uh, Brent and I, as parents, I'm, I'm soon to become a parent for the second time, Brent... Yeah. Um, about a year ago, we became a parent for the second time. A little more than a year ago at this point. Wow. Um, yeah. not, got a third one on the way yet, Brent? Hey-o. Hey-o. Uh, but, Thanks, uh, Jeff. I'm trying to catch up to we'll him. We'll probably find out next week or something. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I jinxed him. <laughs> like, well, Jeff, you have that authority. <laughs> but um, Prophecy. Now that Brent and I have written the book on parenting, uh, we'd like to convey some of our wisdom and some of our grievances with other parents. Yeah, it's actually the book's actually called How Not to Be a Parent, <laughs> co-authored by Jeff and Brent. It's How Not to Be a, a Parent, semicolon, The Life of Brent and Jeff. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, yeah. Semicolon, uh, hyphen. No, but we, you know, we get fed up a little bit sometimes with how other parents are, you know, in the world of parent dumb. Um, which is dumb sometimes. <laughs> uh, we sit around and we talk about, um, you know, how amazing our parenting skills are or how amazing our kids are um, yeah. and how excelled they are at things when really they're behind. Yeah. But we make ourselves feel better by uh, bragging about how um, other kids are uh, excelling. Yeah. You know what I love? I absolutely love it when other parents project their beliefs and their approaches to raising a child into my life and on how I should raise my child. Right, it's yeah. my favorite thing. So if you're ever around me, please tell me how your little Johnny was able to, you know, walk on all fours when he was three days old. He's great. <laughs> and it's all because of you because you're an excellent parent and you see the intuitiveness that is born within the mind of your child and you, you just cultivate that and you nourish it and you, you know, nurture it and you're just amazing. It's awesome. I love when people do that. Oh, yeah. And you know who I'm talking about out there, all you parents. <laughs> Everybody's like, wait, he's talking about me? He's like, talking about me? Every kid needs the back cleanup. Every kid needs to play shortstop. Yeah. yeah, I know. I get it. Every every kid's the quarterback on the football team. Yeah. You know? And, you know, every every dad should be the coach. Yeah. Or at least That's if he doesn't I... sign up, doesn't want the responsibility, at least should be able to tell the coach what to do. Yeah. And... I always love that because I always said I would never coach my son because there would just be... Whether my son was awesome or not, everybody would think I was like favorites, right. playing favorites and stuff. Even if my son was the best player on the team, which he would be, um, <laughs> of course, they would say, "Those were great parents." Yeah, my my Johnny should be able to play too, and Johnny stinks. But it's just a way for them to feel better about how bad their child is at this specific sport. Is to say, "Oh, he's playing favorites with his son." Unbelievable! I know it's crazy, and um, 
So when you're if you're a parent out there, just mind yourself. Mind yourself. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck your friends. Because yeah. um, uh, there's a lot of times where it's like, you know, what, do we really have to hang out with them and hear about how amazing their kid is? Uh, yeah. I, I decide not to. Anyway. The disclaimer on the Unbelievable segment is, if you're new to listening to The Alter Life, is we really don't take ourselves seriously. So, if you're one of those parents, <laughs> I would advise you to check yourself, but yeah. um, we haven't written We were a just book. poking fun. Yeah. And we didn't write a book. It was just all fun and games. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have a real topic we're talking about. I must decrease. Jesus, you may increase. And um, how important it is to have a perspective on our lives where we're giving up of ourselves. See... It's not about putting ourselves down because so many Christians read that and go, you're right. I really just need to like beat myself up all the time, you know, and just keep grounding myself into powder so that (laughs) Jesus can, um, you know, reform me from the powder that I've ground myself. It's like, it's not our job to, um, convict ourselves and it's not our job to like put ourselves under a, a weight of condemnation so that Jesus can do something with it. Let the Holy Spirit do his job in your life, you know? the Holy Spirit is not talking to you about a particular topic, then it's okay. And don't put a guilt trip on yourself because the enemy, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of like we throw a spiritual pity party for ourselves because we think that's going to make up for our shortcomings. Like, well, if I acknowledge them, I constantly beat myself up over them, then God will be pleased. God's like, no. <laughs> Just get over that. Like, what are you doing? I've, I've made all that stuff new again. The problem is when we're the Holy Spirit in our own lives, one, we don't really have insight into God's heart. (laughs) (laughs) The Holy Spirit's the one who does, and it gives us that light that shines in our heart that shows us the things that he wants to change. Um, If we try to shine our light in our hearts, we're just going to botch our own hearts up, you know? And not only that, but we're actually saying when we do that, we're actually saying that, Jesus, you don't have enough power to do that in my life. You know, Jesus really didn't have to die because I can take care of my own holiness and my own spirituality myself. And um, we basically take off the focus off of God and put it on ourselves. It's like the whole New Age movement. It's like, you know, you've got the power. Just have to focus internally and figure it out and get the energy and all that. It's like, you've got it. You're empowered. It's like, you know, it's like our Joel Osteen. <laughs> I'm picking off people now, but, you know, it's like, You've got the power. You've got the power. So just go ahead and do it. And um, no, we don't. We're powerless. That's why Jesus died on the cross. It's all about the power of Christ in our lives and what the Holy Spirit wants to do with us and show, you know what, because, and God's a better Holy Spirit than we are in the sense too that he's, Holy Spirit's also a comforter. So he comes alongside of us and helps us through it. So he doesn't just go, hey, look at what's wrong. Go fix it. He's like, eh. Look at what some things I want to change in your life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the work in you. So we're just weak; we can't do it. You know, we're gonna <laughs> shortchange ourselves, and we're gonna make ourselves feel bad, and then we're gonna just leave ourselves in the dumps, and that's it. Yeah, I really I like this topic. I like the songs we're playing tonight because I feel like they they capture something that we so often forget, which is it's not about me. Yeah. Which you know I so often want it to be about me. And not necessarily in a prideful way. I think it's almost like a, a security blanket for us. It's like, well, I know I'm in the right place when I'm constantly thinking down about myself because the Bible talks all the time about how we're, you know, we're not worthy, but God has made us worthy and all that stuff. But we dwell on the, you know, the bad part, <laughs> like we stink and not the part that God saves. You know, we know that we stink. We know that we're flawed. We know that there are things in our life that don't measure up. 
We also know that we have plans that don't mesh with God's plans. Sometimes we get stuck on that. But what did God do? What has he done? It's all about what he's done. He must increase in our lives. We must decrease. It's simple math. You can't fill up a glass if it's full of garbage. It, you could. It'd be tough to drink fishing through all that. You know, the sardine cans and the little... Like, I just imagine the little fish skeleton like in the cartoons when they would eat the sardine and pull the little fish skeleton out. It's not really like that. That was Give Until There's Nothing Left by Reliant K. Before that, you heard Less Is More, an old school Reliant K song. It's got a great message. And um, don't forget to check out some of Reliant K's music. You can check out our website as well, www.thealterlife.com where you can request a song, listen to our most recent episodes, download webisodes and unbelievable segments, and much more. You can check out our blog that has you know, some great content there, as well as finding out where we air around the country and around the world, um, whether through streaming online or on the radio dial. We'd love for you to check out the hub, the internet hub of the altar life. You know, you think about um, what we've been talking about tonight, and really what it is is we get in our minds, we get stuck. It's our minds. It's how we think. It's, it's, it's a mental thing. You know, our mind starts thinking about how, and we start meditating on all the things that are wrong with us. We start meditating on all the things we don't know. We, it's a mind trip, and the mind converts the heart. You know, and, and the Bible says, you know, and Paul instructs us in, in Philippians, he says, you know, he gives us a list of what we should be meditating on, you know, things that are true and noble and just and pure and lovely and of good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, worthy, meditate on these things. Uh, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, it's like meditate on the things that are worthwhile and the God of peace will be with you. I mean, we all want peace and I think we feel unsettled in our hearts. And so we want to try to fix it and think about all the things that are wrong and all the things that are bad. And what that does is just keep cultivating unrest. But no, when we stop that bad thinking and we turn our minds toward all the things that are true and noble and just and pure and of good report, the Bible says that God of peace then will come in and be with us. Man, that's what we all really desire is that peacefulness in our hearts and to know that God is right with us and that he's leading us and that and we got to give him the opportunity by changing how we think you know transforming our minds not being conformed to what the world would think about but be letting our minds be transformed into what God wants us to think about yeah we're not trying to deflect the truth of the fact that we are wretched and we have yeah. all these problems we're not it's not about like just put that out of your mind you know let's forget about that that's not what we're talking about it's a willful choice to say that is behind me because Jesus, he said, you know, that that truth has been taken care of, rectified and put in the past. All those things, you know, that is all that, you know, that Satan uses to bind us up with all those thoughts and all those things about how we don't measure up and all that stuff. And while those things are true, God said, I've made it whole. I've fixed it. We put it aside now. Look at all this other stuff now that we can focus on. And we're like, no, no, no. I want to dig it up. I want to hold on to it. I want to carry that weight on my back. I want to worry about myself. And God's saying, no. Decrease. (laughs) Remove it so that I can come in and fill it and increase in your life. Because the more you allow that stuff to be, you know, to take place in your life, the less space that God has to really do his job, which is to guide and 
make us more into his image. It's just not the right way to go. After that verse that I just read about meditating on the good things, you know, Paul says, I know how to (laughs) be in need, to suffer, to be hungry, to be full, you know, to be well off. He says, in all those things, whether I'm abounding or suffering need, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we all, you know, that's like the motto for every Christian, you know, oh, that's my favorite verse. That's my life verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, it gives me the power to do whatever I want to do. That's the superhero verse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now I'm cr- now with Jesus, I can, I can do everything. And Paul's not saying that. He's saying, I can't do anything. And I've got, well, no matter what state I'm in, I realize that God is the one who strengthens me. And it's not about what I bring to the table. It's about what you bring to the table, Lord. And it's about surrendering ourselves. So perfect song next, This Beautiful Republic, Surrender Saved My Life. Thanks for listening to our friends, Brent and Jeff, on the altar life. They rock! That was Less of Me by Grandma Train to close out the night. And, uh... That's what it comes down to. Less of us, more of Jesus. If our if we're on the throne of our heart and we're worried about the things that we worry about, what's gonna get nothing's gonna get done. We're not gonna change. There's not gonna be any vitality. It's just gonna be stuck in the same old ruts, the same old, you know, broken, you know, unprepared, unvaluable, invaluable, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to find words to describe it, but I can't. Because we all know what it's like. We all have been there. We all have gotten into that place where it's like, I don't measure up, but let me see how I can get there. Let me see how I can increase so that God is pleased. Nowhere does it say that you need to increase. Nowhere. It says on the exact <laughs> opposite. We must decrease so that Christ can increase, so that Christ can be our strength. When I am weak, then I am strong through Christ. All of it comes down to not what I offer God, not what God has for me to accomplish and what I can then, you know, be this victorious Christian, no offense to anybody, Uh, (laughs) but what can Jesus do? How can I facilitate what Jesus is doing? You know, how can I just sit back and glory and watch in it? You know, not that I have to be even directly involved in any way. I can just sit back and watch what God does. You know, I think we get so caught up in like, we're going to take the kingdom of God by its horns and we're going to go push it forward. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's not about us. Nowhere is it written that it's about us. The only thing that's about us is the fact that God loved the world that he sent his son so that they would be saved. Mm. Once that happens, it's all about the rest of the world. You know, anyway, (laughs) it's, I don't know where everyone is tonight. Who's listening. And, um, if you're struggling tonight and you just feel like, man, I've been, I'm at the end of myself, and I just don't know where to go next. And and you know, and you're all tripped up about all the problems and all the stuff in your life. This should be a re- an encouragement to you tonight. And should the God, I pray that the God of peace will come and will speak to your heart. And and if you don't know Him, I wish to encourage you to um, to reach out to Him because you know what? Ultimately, I'm glad you're at the end of yourself. Um, we all need to get to that point where we're at the end of ourselves, and we can say, "Look, I need to stop." I need to trust God. I need to let go and let God do what he wants to do in our lives. And uh, so I just want to encourage you to take that to the Lord tonight as we end. Um, So until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ.